chat to the adults. Well, friends, this year our Christmas theme is Love Came Down. If I had to summarize the Christmas message to you in a sentence, it would be that the man from upstairs came downstairs so you and I wouldn't have to live in the basement. If I had to put it in three words, it would be love came down. I love Christmas because it's an opportunity to, uh, to take out my worst but dad jokes. Um, what's on the end of an elf's feet? Mistletoes. Ah. Um, how do you know that Santa has been down at your shed? There are three extra hoes. One ho there, one the ho there, and another ho there. And you just got to say ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> last one, last one, I promise. Um, have you heard that the elves are on strike this year? Um, Santa heard that the elves were on strike. There was an elf union representative who came up to Santa and he said, Look, the elves are on strike. You're really nasty to us. You, you, you. Think about our nice acts and you think about our naughty acts. You make us work overtime around Christmas and don't even pay us. And, um, and, and, and after, after Christmas, you just go back and sleep and you don't even say thank you for all the work that we've done. And so Santa turns around and, so, and says, well, I see you're suffering with a case of low elf esteem. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas uh, is, is an opportunity for me to go down to the lowest common denominator with, with dad jokes. Uh, but it's also a time to think about love come down. And if you think about it, love always comes down. When a new mother hears her bub crying in the middle of the night, she goes to her baby and she bends down and picks them up. When a lover wants to marry their beloved, what do they do? They get down on one knee and promise to be faithful for the rest of their lives. And at the end of our lives, when our time comes to an end, so often a loved one will kneel by our bedside. They will come down and they will share their love, and they will say their final goodbyes. Love always comes down, and a Christmas is a reminder of that. The other day, we were going for a Christmas service at Cecil Plains, and we saw a turtle, a long-necked turtle, on our way to Cecil Plains. Uh, and the poor guy was trying to get across the highway uh, in order to get to the condom mine. Uh, because he'd obviously been chilling in a puddle in a uh, paddock somewhere which had dried up. And, and we saw this, this turtle and we drove on and then we stopped the car and realized that this turtle was in real trouble because if a truck came along, he'd be turtle soup, <laughs> turtle pizza, who knows. Um, and so we stopped the car and we drove back and Micah, my son, got out of the car and picked Mr. Turtle up and carried him to the other side of the road where Mr. Turtle was free to go and walk to the nearest body of water where he would be able to, to live 
and breathe. Love always comes down. And that Christmas story that we just read, it, it's, it's ancient, it's old. But it talks about God's love coming down into our lives. The beginning talks about Quirinius, Augustus, and, um, and it talks about a census. And you might think, well, why is that relevant? Why is that important? It is Luke, a doctor, who was trying to write a historical account so we could get down to the nitty-gritty of what really happened around Jesus. He tells us all this information because he is grounding the story in our time and in our place. In our world, 2,021 plus years ago. But he is telling us that love came down into our world for real. It's not a once upon a time story. It's a flesh and blood, gritty love story. But it doesn't focus on the emperor, Augustus Caesar, who was the most famous and most important person who ruled over an empire larger than the United States. Instead, the story quickly goes down to Joseph and his fiancée Mary. And they are dealing with an unexpected pregnancy and an unexpected move. And they find themselves going down to Bethlehem where the baby is born down in a stable and Jesus is laid down in a manger. Love always comes down. And if you think about the story of Jesus' life, it is about him always going down to the people. He didn't go up and live in a palace. He didn't try to um, win a throne through violence or through money or power. Instead, Jesus spent his time with the sick, with the lost, with the broken, with the unloved. And Jesus spent his first 30 years of his life working down in his father's shed as a chippy, and then three years as an itinerant preacher, preaching down amongst the people, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, and healing the sick. And for that, Jesus got in a lot of trouble. With a select few people, that wasn't what a Messiah, a Savior, should do. And so, they took him down for trial. And they tried him on false pretenses. And for once, Jesus was raised up. But not on a throne with a golden crown around his head. Instead, he was raised up on a Roman cross. With nails in his hands. And a crown of thorns pressed into his skull. Jesus was raised up and the people walking by mocked him. And they said, if you're so great, if you're the Messiah, if you're who you think you are, come down from that cross. And for once in his life, Jesus would not come down. He hung there on a cross for you and I. Love, come down. Siri has just said something went wrong. <laughs> and it looked like something had gone wrong, but instead it was going beautifully right because on the third day, 
God rose. Jesus rose again to life. Because that's the thing about love coming down. When we follow God down in love, he raises others up. And I want to finish tonight with the story of Gladys Aylward. And I've been dining out on this story all year um, after I shared it with my uh, religion students. I teach RI in uh, Dolby State School across the road. But has anyone ever heard of Gladys Aylward? Show of hands. Yep, a couple of people up the back um, have heard this one before. But Gladys Aylward was a cleaner. She was a cleaner in England about 100 years ago. And she heard that there were people in China who had never heard about Jesus. They'd never heard about God's love come down in a person. And so she tried to raise money, and she tried to find people who would go down to China to tell people about Jesus. And she couldn't find enough people, so she went to Bible college to train as a missionary. But she failed all her subjects, and they told her not to come back the next semester. They told her that she was too dumb to learn Chinese, and she was too old. She was only um, 30-something years old. She was too old to go and share the gospel with people in another country. And so Gladys went back to cleaning. And I wonder if you've maybe felt like that. You've been downcast in heart this year when people have told you that you are not enough or you felt like you can't be the person that God made you to be. And Gladys definitely felt like that. But... She kept cleaning houses and she kept raising money. And one day, the feeling just got too strong. And so she sold all her possessions and said, I'm going. I'm going down to China. And she went. And she didn't go to any of the great cities. She didn't go to Beijing or Shanghai. Instead, she went inland uh, to where there was just one other missionary working. And um, there's a famous story about her getting to the missionary house. They, they built an inn, basically, where travelers, an inn, uh, where travelers could go and um, receive hospitality and, and safety. Um, she went there, and the missionary that was working with her famously sent, said, it's taken you a lot while to get here. So she wasn't very well accepted when she got there. She wasn't accepted by a fellow missionary, and she wasn't accepted by the people. They thought that she was a white devil. That's what they called her, because she had fair hair and fair skin. And she talked about this foreign god. But she kept telling people about Jesus. She kept telling Jesus, Jesus parables to people. And she kept hoping that maybe one day, someone, somewhere, would listen. Until... One day, the ruler, the canton, um, sent his people down to ask her to come to him. And she thought, this is really strange. He's never called on me before. But she went to his house, and uh, there he was sitting on his chair, and he said, we've got a problem. The prisoners in the prison are rioting. And they are killing each other, and there's nothing we can do about it. My men are too afraid to go down into the jail. And Gladys said, what has that got to do with me? She, she'd learnt Mandarin by that time. She goes, what has that got to do with me? I'm a five-foot woman. <laughs> and he says, we want you to go down and speak to the prisoners. And she thought, that is suicide. No way. 
But the ruler said, okay, if you trust in God and you think he's going to bless you and you think he's going to take care of you and you think that after you die, you will rise again, what are you afraid of? And Gladys in that moment realized that she had to go down. She had to go down in love. And so she went down to the prison and to this place with high walls and a gate. And outside the gate are these soldiers who are fearing for their lives and they're trembling. And this five-foot English woman, cleaner, goes to the prison and they open up the gates and she walks in. And there she sees a prisoner holding an axe. And this prisoner runs towards her, screaming. And Gladys in her memoirs says she froze with, with fright. She was terrified. But she summed up all her courage. And as this man is running towards her with an axe, this prisoner... She screams, put the axe down. And the axe fell from his hands. He was so surprised that the love of God would enter his prison. And so Gladys gathered up all of the prisoners, and they sat down together, and she said, why are you rioting? And they said, we're rioting because we're hungry, and because our living conditions are terrible, and because we have nothing to do, can you help us? And Gladys said, yes. And so she went to the ruler of the town, explained the prisoners' problems, and she started a working group within the prison, and slowly started to work on improving their conditions. And all of a sudden, the story of Jesus the story of God's love come down into our world started to resonate. And this weekend, friends, in China, there will be a hundred million Christians celebrating Christmas. Four times as many people as there are in this country celebrating our newborn king because of courageous people like Gladys Aylward going down in order to lift others up. And so friends, God might not be calling you to China tonight, but God might be calling you to be his love, come down into someone's world in order to lift them up. Let's pray. Loving Lord God, we thank and praise you for Jesus Christ. Your love come down as a person. Your love with skin on. And Lord, as we sing these beautiful carols and as we celebrate your supper in a moment, I pray, Lord, that the Christmas story would come alive in us and that we would appreciate what it is that your love came down into our world and that you would help us to hear your call to come down in love, to lift others up. In Jesus' name, amen. Anne's now going to lead us in a time of prayer. Let us bring to the Lord our hopes and cares this Christmas.